Welcome to this episode of By The Way. I'm Matt Rothy, pastor at The Way Church. I'm joined this afternoon by John Boomhofer, The Way's worship director, for what is a special edition of By The Way, a special Ash Wednesday edition. And on this episode, we're going to talk about Lent. What is Lent? What is fasting all about? Should you ditch sweets? Should you ditch meats? Does it have benefit for you? Should you be sad during Lent? And so all these questions we'll answer on what we're calling How to Lent. This is Ash Wednesday, but what is Lent? Yeah, the season of Lent is a special observance for Christians, baptized believers in preparation for their celebration of Easter. Um, It's a 40-day journey um, beginning on Ash Wednesday, concluding at uh, Easter Sunday morning, the Easter vigil that's celebrated there. And for those of you who are really good with math and calendars, you might note that, wait, that's more than 40 days. And the reason is traditionally the Sundays in Lent are not counted uh, in that 40-day uh, observance, but rather they're celebrated as mini Easter's leading up to that, the Lord's Day on Sunday. And so, what is Lent besides the time frame? Well, Lent is a time for Christians to concentrate on Christ's work, His passion, uh, His work on the cross, and ultimately uh, His resurrection, His glorious resurrection on Sunday morning. And for us, it is a time to turn away from our sins, sins that separate us from God, um, sins that caused our Savior to die, and repent of those sins. And that repentance uh, uh, results in a renewed sense of our identity in Christ, our baptism, and it ultimately results in a refocus on Christ and what the Christian life is all about. So that's a little bit about what it is now. Maybe part of that question that you asked is a little bit about the history. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people when they think of Lent, they think of predominantly fasting or giving something up. Um, what is that all about? What, why do people do that? Why did they do that? So it wasn't always a 40-day period or a 46-day period either. Uh, originally, the the idea of fasting in preparation for the celebration of Easter came about because people would fast for the 40 hours leading up okay. to the yeah. Easter vigil. So from the time of Good Friday's uh celebration and worship service up until Easter morning, people would fast. Somewhere in uh, the early 300s, that got extended to an entire Lenten season of fasting. But some people think even as early as 200 people were observing Lent as a Christian festival. So does fasting or giving something up, does that... um should we do it? Does it have any benefit for us? That's a good question. We're calling this episode How to Lent. So okay. maybe let's get into that question of like, all right, this is what Lent is. This is the purpose that it's for. Um, but how should we observe it? That's yeah. an important question. Before we get into that, uh, can I read a section of scripture that you and I uh, looked up and talked about before we started filming? And it's a section that really kind of embodies everything that Lent's about. This is Romans chapter 6. Let me read the first four verses. The Apostle Paul said, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? 
Or don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. This is God's word. And with that transition and how do we lend, perhaps the first thing I have to say is um, take time to be in God's word. That's the best way to celebrate Lent or uh, best way to ever worship is to gather around God's words and his sacrament. And that's what Paul's really highlighting in that uh, is the importance of baptism and what it actually does. It connects us to Christ's death and therein our sinful natures die. And it also connects us to his resurrection where a new man arises in us. And so when we think about how we Lent, um, it's keeping the focus on that. Christ's work and how God's word and sacraments gives us faith and gives us a renewed relationship with Christ. And so we're um, connected with him during that. Um, And I I say that for another reason too. Um, We talked about Lent being a, a, a season where we repent of our sins, where we refocus on Christ and a renewal of ourselves uh, as Christians who live by the Spirit. None of that comes about except by God's Word. Mm, yeah. So um, another common theme of Lent that if you're not super familiar, you see that it's kind of got a somber tone to it. Mm-hmm. So are we supposed to just be sad during yeah. Lent? Um, one, and I'm keeping this under the same point of how do you celebrate Lent? You spend time in God's word. Well, because there you are confronted with what sin really is and what your Savior has done yeah. about sin. So your question is a really good one. Uh, we both have a friend who jokingly says, they do not like Lent. Does not like Lenten hymns. Yeah, no, they do no. not like Lenten hymns because it just is is just so sad. And and maybe we get that impression because there is a um, maybe a very human reaction when you're confronted with your sin that I am going to mope about, that I'm going to show people that I'm really sorry yeah. for my sins by putting on a, a sad face and and carrying that around. We don't put on sackcloth and ashes anymore, um, but you know, figuratively doing that um, is that what we should do during Lent. What you're going to do when you spend time in God's Word, when when you reflect on um, what God's Word says, is you're going to come face-to-face with the reality that we sin and that what God's Word says about sin is is heavy. The wages of sin is death. And should that make you sad? Absolutely. Um, one person that I read said, during Lent, we let the weight of the Ten Commandments crush us. And we look at what God's word says about all of the things that we should do as Christians uh, or as as people who believe what God's word mm-hmm. says, and we don't do them. And the result of that is that we're separated from God. Should that make you sad? Should that make you sorrowful? Well, absolutely. Um, part of Ash Wednesday, and the reason we call it Ash Wednesday, is what this reminds us of is our own mortality. Mm. The fact that all the way back in Genesis, when Adam and Eve first sinned, what was the judgment that God pronounced on them? You're going to die. You're going to die. And you are going to return to dust because that is where you came from. And so part of the observance of Ash Wednesday uh, at many 
uh, worship services is people will put ashes on their mm-hmm. foreheads yeah. or, or maybe on their hands uh, to commemorate that. And and we we come face to face with that. And um, for a moment, we let that somberness uh, settle on us, but we don't stay there. Um, because while we reflect on the, uh, foreign work of God, which is to crush us with the law, um, his primary work is what? Sending Christ, Mm -hmm. the lamb of God who has taken away the sins. And so that is not a sorrow filled message. That is good news. And that is ultimately where the focus of Lent needs to be. It is, it is pointing ourselves ahead to the resurrection, um, for what we know is to come, an empty tomb. Well, and you said, um, what should we do in Lent is, first and foremost, be in God's Word. And if you're in God's Word, you're going to hear the law, you're going to mm-hmm. read about it, but you're also going to hear that good news of the gospel. So you're not not going to be able to feel sad about your sin and what, um, and what the consequences of that are, but also you have the sure promises that God has for us in His Word, too. So that's that's what it's about. Yeah, well said. And and we keep talking about repentance. Um, you're not only going to understand what sin is, you're going to understand what repentance is. Yeah. Repentance isn't this like laying in the dust of the ground in sackcloth and ashes and, and being super sorrow-filled. No, repentance is at once realizing what you have done uh, that separates you from God, your sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's this simultaneous turning away mm-hmm. from what's wrong and and all that we do that's wrong and it's this refocus and returning to Christ and reclinging to his cross that saves us um one more note about sin um oftentimes i think it's really easy um for people who don't like to be wrong who don't like to talk about sin to get this idea that that sin is something out there even christians view the christian life as good versus evil it's it's god and his angels fighting against the devil and all the demons and there is sin in the world and it's a problem out there just look at the way the world is going but what Lent allows us to do, and really what our entire life as Christians does, is return us to the waters of our baptism, where we see, no, we're dead in our sins. Sin is not an out there problem, it's an in here problem, um, and we repent specifically for our sins. So, now can we return to your original question about fasting? Yeah. yeah. All right, what, what's behind that question? Well, um, is Lent, like, is it about giving something up? Or uh, do you lose something or do you gain something in Lent? Yeah, perhaps that is, there's a lot of different traditions and yeah. during the season of Lent. A lot of them uh, that take place during worship, we're not going to cover all of those uh, on this episode, but perhaps one of the most popular traditions is giving something up for Lent. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you hear a lot of people flip that or reframe that. How do they do that? They say you should take something on okay. instead of giving so, something up. Yeah. yeah. Should we give something up or should we take something on during Lent? Mm-hmm. Easy answer is yes. Um, but let's let's explore what what lies behind that and um, both the 
the really good beneficial part of doing that and perhaps the the cautionary part of doing something that um so for sh- should you t- uh give something up maybe maybe you don't fast uh, a traditional food fast during uh, certain parts of the day or certain days of the week um but maybe you're going to fast uh, social media you're mm-hmm. just going to give up social media for the 40 days of lent or maybe uh you're going to give up netflix during lent i don't know have you heard of any other ones Sweets. Sweets. Yeah, specific yeah. type of food. Yeah. We talked about meats. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Meats, maybe a... a what, yeah, what's the traditional one? Like, I think... It's red red meat? Red meat, yeah, yeah is one. Um, but then, I mean, I've heard so many different variations yeah. of it. But should you do that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a good thing to do. But he, here's, here's what I would say. As you're thinking of how to Lent, we've covered be in God's word. The second thing I would say is be thoughtful and be intentional about giving something up or taking something on. Why, why, why do that? Well, very easily what we do or what is the tendency for people to do is I'm going to make Lent about me giving up donuts or sweets. Yeah, your sacrifice. Lent. My sacrifice. Yeah. And then for the next month and a half, I focus on me, myself, and not eating donuts. And it's this mini um, self-salvation project. Like, this is a season about me. And it well, so easily loses the focus, which, no, how about I give up sweets because it reminds me that um, Christ took away my sins. Well, in, in my experience, so many of your conversations with other Christians in Lent tend to, tend to be about like, Oh, what are you giving up? How is that going? Oh, it's really hard for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, to me, like that's not the point at all. That misses the focus. You're not talking about Christ and what he did at all. You're talking about, oh, this thing that I've now taken on or decided to give up. Um, those are just the conversations you had about how it's going or how it's hard for you and not at all about um, what Christ did in, in, in focusing on that. Yeah, I think... That's the problem that is inherent to humans is focusing on ourselves. All the time. And very easily in Christianity, the focus can shift. It can shift from, here's what Christ Jesus has done for you through his innocent suffering and death and glorious resurrection to, here's what I do now as a Christian, mm. and here's how I live. Does scripture talk about both of these things? Does it talk about our justification and our sanctification, law and gospel? Absolutely. But it, it's being intentional as we celebrate Lent that the focus is on the right place, mm-hmm. that it is on Christ and his work for us. So I'll, I don't give anything up for Lent. I don't take anything on either, too. Um, yeah. And I, I'm just not trying to Is there anything wrong bind, with that? No, I'm just trying to bind... I'm not trying to bind people's consciences by saying that if they do that, but I just know myself and how easily it can become about my achievements. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing um, that anybody needs, right? Because it's not about what we achieve or do. It's about what Christ has done for us. Well, and there is a reason why it's a longstanding church tradition is because there is some benefit there, too. But... Um, don't, I think, don't put the pressure on yourself to make it about that. Yeah. And let's talk for a second about the benefit. Um, Because if you give up Netflix, because that is kind of how you comfort yourself or relax yourself before you go to bed at night, that's not that bad of a thing. Um, There can be some wholesome entertainment in that. Um, But what if I just give it up during Lent um, to be reminded that 
my comfort is with Christ and my eternal rest is forever with him in heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, praise God for that. That's that's a really good practice. And we could say a lot more about spiritual disciplines, but spiritual disciplines are a good thing. While I don't take anything on or give anything up during Lent, do I still practice daily devotion reading? Do I still practice giving? Do I still practice serving? Yeah, these are things I try to do throughout my Christian life. Um, And if someone wants to set a different goal for the 40 days of Lent, well, that's awesome. Um, If you're going to give up actually eating this or that type of food, this is good. Because during this time that I would normally be eating this meal, well, I'm going to have a devotion. And instead of feasting on uh, physical bread, I'm going to feast on the bread of life and praise God for this because this is what it does. This season of Lent refocuses ourselves on there. So when I say I don't do anything, yeah. I I am not trying to diminish the great benefit that's there. But if it takes something out of your life and you can focus, it focuses you and you have more time, like if it's the Netflix thing or whatever, to be in God's word and it makes you think more about that, that, that is only benefit. Yeah. So maybe to summarize, how do you Lent? First thing, be in God's word God's because word. repentance, renewal, and a refocus on Christ, that doesn't come about on your own. That only comes about by the Spirit working through, the, through word. the Word of God. And second, be thoughtful or be intentional about how you are celebrating it if you take something on or you give something up. Um, because if we're not careful, not intentional or thoughtful, very easily the focus is going to be about me because yeah. I like talking about myself. Just, I like talking yeah. about my achievements and... That's Just unique. with anything in our life, the the foc- the danger is putting the focus back on ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So how about you, John? Are you are you giving something up for Lent? Well, it's Ash Wednesday. I uh, haven't really thought about it yet. So so you're not being thoughtful. Yeah, I'm not being thoughtful. <laughs> so probably not. I don't. Okay. I haven't traditionally done that. I'm trying to think of in in my life at all if I've ever done that. I think one time I gave up social media. Um, one time I gave up sweets. Yeah. Can I close with a devotional thought? Yeah. Um, This is one that comes from Matthew chapter six, and it's right in the middle of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus is seemingly covering a variety of different topics, and he covers the idea of fasting. And when we talk about fasting, which we've referenced throughout this podcast episode, um, we're talking about more than just food, maybe giving this or that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about how there is very real and good benefit to doing that, mm-hmm. um, not only during the season of Lent, but taking a look and examining our hearts throughout our lives. And is there something that we're clinging to as a God that is not the triune God? Is there something that's filling up a uh, void in our heart when only Christ can do that? Do I need to give that thing up? Mm-hmm. And just think about that um, as we as we apply that to ourselves in this passage. Jesus says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. And that gets to your question. I'm going to pause there. That gets to your question you asked earlier about, should I be sad? Should mm. I be somber during Lent? Well, Don't do it just to draw attention to yourself that, oh, I'm fasting, that I'm repenting, that I'm someone who attended worship and, you know, I have ashes on my hand or my forehead. Um, You're making it about yourself. Don't disfigure yourself. Don't look mopey and sad because that's not how 
we as Christians repent. How do we repent? Well, yes, we look at the fact that we're sinful. It starts by looking mm-hmm. at the man or woman in the mirror, um, but it doesn't stop there. It ultimately ends with looking to our Savior who has risen. And this is interesting because Jesus in the very next verse goes on to say this, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. What he actually says is don't make yourself look as though you're disgruntled and covered with ashes. No, wash your face. Look like you have it together because guess what? You have been washed. You have been made new in Christ. Through the waters of your baptisms, that is who you are. You are someone who has has it all together, not on their own, but because of Christ Jesus who has made you whole, has made you one with God, his atoning Mm -hmm. at one mint sacrifice that he made for us. And so what is the posture of a Christian? Well, it's not it's not like somber mopiness, but it it's this joy-filled repentance. It's this confident repentance that yes, I recognize that I have sinned, that I I have I have sorrow over my sins and I've been there. But I don't remain there yeah, you don't live because there. Christ didn't remain in the grave. He rose, and that's what I'm celebrating. Yeah. And you have the sure promises of that. Well, John, thanks for sitting down for this special, by the way, edition of uh, this podcast to talk about not only Lent, but some of the traditions with it and Ash Wednesday, of course. We are going to put out some different resources uh, that people can make a part of their Lenten journey, Um, different devotionals that they can watch daily, uh, different reading Mm -hmm. and listening plans for other podcasts that they can listen during that. But one kind of plug I want to make, too, is it's never too late to join one of our groups. Yep. During this season, we're going through John's Gospel and looking at different Lenten readings throughout that as we go through the and progress through the entire book. We're actually skipping ahead to John chapter 9 this week to focus. Yeah, yeah, we're jumping over, what, chapters 5, 6, 7, 8? Don't worry, we'll come back and get those uh, after Easter. But we're we're going from chapter 9 now through the end. And in our small groups, we're going to take time to study those. And we're going to take time to look at how they call us to repentance. Take time to look at how they remind us of what we have in Christ mm-hmm. and who he is. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of By the Way. May God bless your Lenten journey as we journey with our Lord uh, through this season of joy-filled repentance, of refocus and renewal, and we look forward to celebrating his resurrection on Easter Sunday.